the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm, my co-host this week is back. He's Eric Stalter, and he's with the Liberty Lap. We'll talk a little bit more about the things that they do for fun and excitement and serving the cause in, in his group. Uh, but our guest this week, and we want to jump right into this because he has a court appearance he needs to get to uh, online. So... And this is attorney John Pierce, and he came to my attention through another friend of mine, an attorney, Ron Osk, and he, Ron told me he's representing some of the January 6th defendants. Okay, that sounded interesting, and he had Mm -hmm. represented Kyle Rittenhouse, the young man who was accused of murder in Wisconsin, even though the video, I think, shows clear that he acted in self-defense, but in, ta- in getting to know John a little bit, and we'll dive into this, is he has a lot more interesting cases that he is working on and has worked on, um, and he has a new organization that is called the National Constitutional Law Union, and kind of a counterpoint to the ACLU, but this one is really going to try to enforce and uphold our constitutional liberties. Aristotle, all the way back to Aristotle, said that the only stable state is one in which all men are equal before the law. Justice Brandeis, who also gave us the quote that we all we open the show every time with, that the most important political office is that of the private citizen, he also said that if we desire respect for the law, we must first make the law respectable. And he also said, and this plays, plays so well into the current environment, I think, our government teaches the whole people by its example. If the government becomes the lawbreaker, it breeds contempt for the law. It invites every man to become a law unto himself. It invites anarchy. And we see that playing out before us practically every day. And with that, welcome to the show, John. Well, thank you very much, Greg, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and look forward to a good, robust discussion about all those sorts of things. Now, before you're getting into this, this more constitutional work, you had a very successful, or may still have a very successful business litigation practice that uh, may sustain your your work trying to uphold the Constitution. Yeah, so uh, as you may know, I mean, uh, you know, most of my career, I've been a civil litigator at some of the big uh, global elite law firms like Quinn Emanuel and Latham Watkins. And then I started my own uh, firm, Pierce Bainbridge. Um, uh, several years ago. And uh, so, you know, we, we we do a whole range of litigation, including business litigation and um, uh, constitutional sort of litigation and now some, you know, criminal defense work, um, obviously. Uh, but yeah, we're it's a full spectrum uh, sort of litigation practice. Absolutely. And now that you have your own law firm, you can you can do these things without fear of repercussion. Um, and I'm an attorney also and not not at your level, but uh, I have my own practice so I can engage in my political work without fear of repercussion. I mean, if some clients don't like it, so so be it. But I don't have to worry about getting fired from my law firm or being tossed out of the law firm as if I'm a partner or shareholder in the firm. So you now have that kind of same luxury where you wouldn't, if you were with those big firms, I don't think you could be doing what you're doing. That kind of liberty. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, you know, that, that's, that's self-evidently clear for those of us who know the, the law firm world um, in the United States. Um, you know, the law firms do tend to be pretty cautious about these things, you know, and, and, and I, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I've, look, I've always been a, 
America first sort of, uh, you know, conservative populist. I'm a Trump guy, you know, uh, I loved Reagan. Um, so, you know, I've always been along those lines. Um, but I didn't really set out when I launched, uh, you know, my, my law firm to kind of end up being, being in the middle of, uh, of all these things, uh, year after year after year, time after time after time, um, you know, really kind of what happened is initially um, when George Papadopoulos was about to be sentenced, he was looking for a new lawyer and he saw one of my partners at that time, Caroline Polisi on Fox News, uh, sort of defending his position and he reached out to her. And so we started representing George. Uh, Ultimately, we got him dismissed from the DNC RICO case. Ultimately, we were successful in assisting uh, uh, him in getting his pardon from President Trump. Uh, that kind of led to me representing Carter Page in all of his FISA abuse related litigation. Um, I then got to know uh, Mayor Giuliani pretty well, and we started to represent him um, for a period of six months to a year in connection with some of the things that he had going on. Uh, actually represented Tulsi Gabbard, a Democratic presidential candidate against uh, both Google and Hillary Clinton for that Russian asset comment. Um, obviously uh, represented uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse for about the first five or six months uh, after that incident occurred. And um, and then kind of led into all this January 6th stuff, which uh, is quite something. And is a little bit you know overwhelming with the number of uh, defendants and cases that there are and uh, some of the things we're seeing about what may have happened on you know January 6th, which I do need to be a little bit careful about uh, you know talking about the specifics of those cases. But but yeah, um, it really kind of just found myself uh, in the middle of of all these of all these cases that stem from you know the 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 Russia hoax back in 2016 to you know all the things that have happened between then and now as uh, as we continue to get try to get back on the right track as a country. I want to I'm going to, Eric wants to jump in about George Papadopoulos. There's a, there's a there's a little known fact about him is that when he was overseas some guy approaches him about getting involved in some business deal and gives him $10,000 in cash. And then that fell through, and the this guy says, "Well, I just keep the money." Well, he wisely left it with a an attorney in Greece. Yes. When he gets back to the U.S., he is met at the at when he gets off the plane. The FBI is right there to search all of his baggage, and one of the agents says, "Well, where's the money?" It's with his attorney in Greece. Yeah, I mean this this, this is how this is how our government operates. I believe on a routine basis. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so I am generally familiar with some of the facts that you're talking about. You know, I, I do need to be extremely circumspect, um, you know, in, in, in discussing any sort of former clients and any information relating to former clients. Um, but, you know, they, the kind of things that you're talking about, I believe, are in the public domain. Uh, you know, they, they may even be in, the, in his his book, Deep State Target, which I recommend to everyone. Um, but but I, I do I do take your point. And, you know, that that type of um, that, that type of conduct is, is disturbing. Um, I, I don't think many of us grew up uh, thinking that, you know, we were growing up in a country uh, in which our, our law enforcement um, apparatus and intelligence community apparatus was you know, going to be doing some of the things that we've seen them do um, over the past few to several years. I'm, I'm an Army veteran. I served in the 1st Cavalry Division as a tank platoon leader back in the mid-90s. Uh, was airborne, all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, you know, I love this country. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's sad to see uh, the way things are going. Um, it's dangerous. Uh, there's a real slippery slope. Going to one of the points you mentioned in your opening, which is that, you know, the, the fundamental precept uh of the American idea, especially of the American legal system and, and the American constitution and our political philosophy is, is, is equality before the law. Um, I mean, that, that, that is, that is, that is front and center um, in terms of one of the just fundamental precepts of what America is. And I think that, uh, you know, look, it's, 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 it's hard not to draw the conclusion that uh, we've developed sort of two systems of law. Uh, when you look at the way that the folks in Portland and Minneapolis and, you know, Los Angeles and those kind of places were treated in the wake of the horrendous riots that we had, you know, last summer, including Kenosha, um, you know, it's kind of a catch and release kind of thing. And, you know, the drop in charges, um, you know, and, and you just, you see a very, you, you see a very different approach with respect to January 6th. I mean, I think that that's obvious. Uh, and so that's, um, 
that, that's a problem for a constitutional republic and a free society because when 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 members of a free society uh, kind of lose faith in that notion that we have an equal uh, system of justice under the law, and when they lose faith that we have a fair uh, you know election process, uh, and I think those two things have largely been shattered. Um, with respect to the faith the American people have uh, in those two things over the course of the past, you know, however many months since last November, that's a, that's a problem. And, uh, you know, people like, uh, you know, you guys are, are standing up to draw attention to it and fight against it, but every American's got to stand up and, uh, you know, metaphorically uh, fight against that and make sure we get back on track. Yeah, we do. I, I was going to ask uh, when Greg was saying earlier, and then you had mentioned not getting into specifics. So, so I won't ask a specific question, but it, it seems in all that's going on here is that what's happening is we're fighting the subsidization of lawlessness. And that's a huge burden for, for organizations like NCLU or just society in general. So when you're looking at this subsidy against subsidization, however you say it. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, I, yeah no kidding. Of lawless, lawlessness. How does this side of it, I guess, for lack of a better term, approach that how do we fight it because like i said it's a massive burden there's a lot more willing to yeah. commit lawlessness for for a fee than are willing to to protect it it seems yeah no it, it really is and you know it's 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 certainly um and again sometimes it's it, sometimes it's tough to connect the exact dots but also sometimes it's pretty easy to see that there are a lot of forces at work that seem to be uh you know kind of working together uh to foment that that sort of lawlessness uh you know that we've seen in the last couple of years uh you know i mean people like george soros come to mind uh the big tech companies come to mind um you know it does seem in certain instances that the big tech companies are working with elements uh within our government um to uh you know uh, censor uh, conservative speech uh they certainly have that special section 230 protection which allows them to at least purport to have the ability to do that but when you have these massive social media uh, platforms that, um, you know, for example, allow the Chinese Communist Party uh, spokes people uh, uh, platform, uh, you know, propaganda tools, as well as, uh, you know, the Iranian regime uh, to be on there. And the former president of the United States uh, is kicked off those. Um, you know, that's 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 a concern. And that, and that is that is that is tough to combat. Um, I do think the key is that, you know, the, Every single regular American who loves this country has got to stand up in some way, shape, or form. Whether, whether it's whether That's it's right. just speaking out and having the courage to to you know put 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 certain things at risk uh, with respect to their career or or whatnot, or whether it's running for local office or whether it's you know running for any kind of office or it's contributing to uh, you know um, organizations like mine, the uh, the NCLU. Um, you know, every everyone has got to stand up and and, uh, and and be counted. I mean, this is a very, very I mean, we're in a crisis for sure in this country. Um, there, there's no question about it. And so now is not the time to sit on the sidelines. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite.E Radio, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with attorney John Pierce from the National Constitutional Law Union. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590. The answer. 
Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Our guest this week is Attorney John Pierce from the National Conservative Law Union, a counterpart to the ACLU, but John's organization really does try to uphold our constitutional rights, not just advance liberal political interests like the ACLU does these days. Uh, You were talking about the need for everyone to get involved at this point, and one of the things that I found disturbing is that it, among Democrats, particularly among any prominent Democrats, we've seen that how they, they abused the FISA process, spied on an opposition presidential candidate, and then the deep state organs, FBI, CIA, NSA, have done everything they can to subvert and undermine a duly elected president. And there was essentially no – then they ran this Russia hoax – repeatedly lied to them in the media. The media lied for them. No evidence whatsoever. They all knew it was based on this hoax doc, doc dossier paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Oh, yeah. But what prominent Democrats ever spoke up about that? What prominent Democrats ever said, you know, I'm a liberal Democrat. I want national health care, whatever it is, all, all, whatever your agenda, political agenda is. But there are things that are more important. And we can't have the FBI acting in a corrupt political manner on behalf of one party. That's incon- We can't have a republic that way. There are some things. We have to have honest elections. But um, it's, it's like crickets from the other side. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, that that has been that has been particularly disappointing. I mean, you know, historically, uh, you know, you would think that the, you know, the the, the Democratic Party was the party that would actually stand up for things like, you know, free speech and the things that the uh, ACLU purported to uh, stand up for. Um, And, you know, that's really uh, I mean. I'm trying to think of some exceptions, but, you know, maybe with one or two exceptions, which I'm actually not thinking of. Well, right it seems now. a conditional um, approach, though, is what it is. It's it's all based on condition, their approach. It's it's not, yeah. that, you know. Yeah, no, it, it seems to be much more. I, I mean, unfortunately, it seems to be much more based on acquiring power uh, mm-hmm. than it does uh, based on principle and based on the Constitution. And, 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 that, and that's one thing I want to I want to always emphasize about the NCLU, which is the uh, National Constitutional Law Union. Um, because uh, I think, uh, Greg, you actually said uh, conservative uh, law union there no. when we opened this this the session. But 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 the reason I raise that is only because that's very important in the sense that the NCLU is not designed to be a Republican organization or a conservative organization. Um, you know, I'm I, like I said, I'm an America first conservative. Um, you know, I'm a Trump guy. Um, but but the but the way that we preserve the Constitution in the long run is to protect everyone's constitutional rights, because, you know, the pendulum of power will swing back and forth throughout history uh, nonstop. It will go back and forth. Um, but the the way that we preserve you know individual liberty and freedom throughout time is uh, is that we protect everyone's constitutional rights and we fight in the trenches for those whose you know rights are being are being violated. Now, right now. It certainly seems obvious uh, that the the folks who are who are uh, suffering the most uh, sort of constitutional violations are are conservatives, um, and you know that that might stand a reason because um, you know the other side sort of has every uh, branch you know power in pretty much every branch of government right now um, except for the Supreme Court I suppose, um, but in the long run uh, you know we 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 have to have a constitution that applies to everyone and for example you know. Uh, one of our most sacred rights, free speech. I mean, it, it's 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 just so important that we fight for the free speech rights of everyone, even 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 those even those uh, you know folks who who we might absolutely disagree with with respect to things they say that we absolutely disagree with. Because if that's not protected, then you can be sure the next time um, that we want to say and speak, you know, what's on our mind, then we're going to have a problem. Sure. And you talk about constitutional law. Let me ask you a gotcha question, if, if I can. Sure. <laughs> you, you've you've got, All right. As we know, uh, critical race theory, critical theory is, is uh, yeah. you know, is a is an enemy of the Constitution. And one of the things that they employ is directors of diversity, inclusion, diversity, equity and inclusion, things like that. Uh, you, you have a director of diversity and inclusion. How does that fit onto the constitutional platform when it's being used to threaten the Constitution? 
Yeah. So, you know, I think that one thing that the left has done uh, much, much better than uh, we have over the course of the last couple of decades is to use language um, and to use semantics and to use rhetoric in a way uh, that's almost weaponized. um, And and it's not uh, accurate uh, based on what these words really mean. Um, And so, I I mean, for example, I mean, you know, look, the, the 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 philosophy of critical race theory, uh, which really stems from critical legal theory that came to the forefront at places like my alma mater, Harvard Law School, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago. I mean, that 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 is, without question, a, a poisonous, toxic, uh, you know, philosophy and doctrine that aims to divide us, um, uh, you know, rather than bring us together. Um, you know, and, and they do, and they do use, uh, you know, language like diversity and inclusion, et cetera. But I think it's, I think it's incumbent on, on, on us to, to kind of push back and fight back on that front and to, you know, and to educate people and to say that, you know, look, there, there, there is nothing inherently wrong with, uh, diversity. There's nothing inherently wrong with inclusion. In fact, you know, we want a society in which every American sees themselves as an American, no matter no matter what other traits they have, That's right. um, and and that they can uh, you know participate in the process. So um, so I so I take your point, um, but I think that we cannot accept uh, the way that the left tries to use you know these sort of innocuous uh, or you know words to try to uh, you know further their agenda, such as you know. All, all, all of the all of the rioters last summer were, of course, peaceful protesters. Right. <laughs> and then all the folks uh, on January 6th were labeled insurrectionists, even though domestic as, terrorists. As, yeah. Yeah. As, as you as you may know, I mean, insurrection is an actual crime and there are no charges for insurrection in any of the cases. So that's kind of a perfect example of, of the way that, you know, that the left and the mainstream media attempts to weaponize words in a way that's just unfair and inaccurate. What's a major, I think a major conceptual uh, point and very important is you want everyone, you, you have an equal opportunity to be whatever you want to be. And you can strive, you compete. Can I, be, can I become a lawyer? Can I become a doctor? If I'm going to become a doctor, can I get into the neurosurgery subspecialty of that and qualify for that extra residency? But you want people to be, it seems to me, you want people to be judged based on well, who are the best? Who's the best candidates for the neurosurgery residency sure. program at the elite university? Right. Not sure. based on well, okay, we got three white guys, and I need two women, and I need a gay guy, and I need a transgender person, and I need a Latino guy. Well, no, we want it should be a yeah. it should be a legitimately fair competition. And there, I was just reading the, this this morning as we we're recording, is the Navy had stopped in the promotion boards is they took out the pictures. Of the candidates for promotion, so this the the, the file just with the the but with the name, the service record of the of the candidate goes before the promotion board, and they found then they then they just changed that because they found that they weren't getting enough of the preferred minorities promoted when they took out the picture, so they're going to put the picture back in, and implicitly what they're saying is we want the promotion boards to judge people at least in part based on the color of their skin. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a look. It is a terrible, un-American thing. Uh, this 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 constant racialization of everything uh, that we see and hear now, which which candidly is just completely foreign to me, uh, based on the way I grew up in this country uh, yes. and in the military I served in. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, I this is just not something that you, that was talked about that you heard that was relevant. I mean, if you were in the army and uh, you know you're going down range in an M1 tank, I mean, you you want the person, you want the gunner who can hit the target. I mean, you, you do not care, uh, you do not care where he came from or what color his skin was. And and, and I do think that the 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 mil- the, the wokeness uh, that you see in the military right now and in some of our uh, intelligence agencies, it seems like. Um, Boy, that that is one that's really, really, really concerning and dangerous because, you know, our, our United States military and 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 all of the you know federal agencies that support um, our mission of national security. I mean, those exist. Those exist for one purpose, and that is to close with and destroy enemies of the United States. Um, and and when we get away from that, uh, we're going to have a real problem when it comes to the next great power conflict that we're engaged in. And there will be one at some point. Um, and if we're not training specifically in like a laser beam on winning, uh, winning wars and defeating our enemies, 
uh, our enemies see that, um, and that's not a good thing. Um, and just it's just not a good thing for our readiness uh, for combat. That 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 one is 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 really really concerning. We are almost out of time for this half hour, but what's also a tragedy, and it's more than a tragedy; it's intentional. Is the military was one of the most exemplary institutions in terms of racial integration, racial harmony. Everybody's on everybody's on Team USA. That was my experience, for sure. And, and they're trying to undermine and destroy that and divide people in the military based on racial lines. And it is evil, in my opinion. We are out of time for this half hour. Uh, stay tuned for the second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are visiting with Attorney John Pierce of the National Constitutional Law. You know, I got the name right this time. Uh, there you so, go. All the way back to Aristotle, the only stable state is the one in which all men are equal before the law, and we've seen that falling away here in the United States in recent times. Uh, among his many cases, uh, John is representing some of the January 6th Defendants, and he has ongoing cases. And in fact, in about ten minutes, he's going to drop off our show and go on to a Zoom hearing in one of those cases with the court back in back in D.C. In my view, when you look at this, how the doors were open, the, the Capitol Police let them in. Uh, there were antifas in in the crowd. That's clear. The FBI informants in the crowd. There, in my view, this was a Democrat Party. Reichstag operation to divert attention from the vote fraud and to try to portray Donald Trump and his supporters as a bunch of uh, insurrectionists and domestic terrorists. Now, John, you don't have to agree with that. I know you have cases before the court. That's how I see it. To since you can, how do you see the events of January 6th? Well, certainly there are a lot of people that are starting to share your opinion. Um, I mean, that, you know, that is clear in the public domain, um, you know, to, to be, to be uh, you know, c- careful and circumspect, as I always am uh, in discussing these cases, um, you know, there, there are restraints on statements I can make about these cases uh, due to uh, pretrial publicity and, and making sure that nothing I say, you know, affects a, a jury. Um, look, I, I will tell you with respect to all of the cases that we have, that we certainly intend to take them all the way to trial and to seek a full acquittal. And in doing so, uh, we are going to be uh, absolutely insistent that we be allowed to see every shred of evidence, including these, you know, 14,000 hours plus of video and, uh, you know, lots of other things um, that are going to be intended to allow us to prove, uh, you know, what in fact happened that day and who in fact caused it to happen and um you know exactly the kind of things that you are uh that you are touching on um there there's 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 a lot of uh there's a lot of interesting developments over the course of the last couple of months uh with respect to sort of open source uh evidence and information that's that's coming out um again uh you know from my standpoint you know um 
I, I have to allow the, the, of course, the, the judges and the juries uh, determine the guilt or innocence of those, uh, you know, particular defendants. Um, I, look, I, I will say uh, more generally just about January 6th and not not speaking specifically about those who uh, were at the Capitol that day, uh, the Capitol grounds, the Capitol building, but, you know, folks who came to Washington, D.C. that day. Uh, look, a lot of them came to Washington, D.C. Uh, very, very legitimately and legally because they wanted to petition their government for redress of grievances. They felt that the election, the presidential election was flat out stolen. They felt that nobody was doing anything about it and they wanted their voices to be heard under the First Amendment. And there's, um, you know, there's there's absolutely uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, um, you know, the I, I, I will also comment that I think one group that really sort of or one group of people uh, who really kind of fell down here in their responsibilities. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm a Republican, but uh, I was very disappointed in the Republican controlled state legislatures in many of the states in this country, uh, because there is a, there is a very clear uh, method uh, laid out in our Constitution to deal with situations like this. And it is that whenever, uh, you know, states uh, and state legislatures specifically uh, have questions about the uh, integrity or veracity of the election results in their states, they have a very simple uh, remedy, and that is to refuse to certify um, the electoral votes uh, in their in their states. And then what happens is, if no candidate thus uh, obtains 270 electoral votes, uh, the election is kicked to the House under the 12th Amendment, and then the House of Representatives uh, votes by delegation, one vote per delegation, and decides who the president is. Um, that didn't happen here. Um, I, I I'm I'm still kind of confused and mystified as to as to why that didn't happen in some of these state legislatures i mean you see them now uh sort of you know attempting to do audits uh, after the fact which i think is important because we do need to know what happened so that it doesn't happen again but i think they really missed the boat in terms of you know uh, sending this to the house under the 12th amendment which would have given the election one way or another a degree of constitutional legitimacy that i think that a lot of americans just feel like doesn't exist right now with respect to this election. That was something that I just I was amazing to me is you would think that stealing the elect the presidential election and probably some Senate races in Michigan and Georgia as well, maybe other races as well, with just open blatant vote fraud in your face. Kick everybody out, lie about a, a, a for just one example, in Georgia, in, in Atlanta, they lied about there being a, a major leak. Everyone has to go home tonight. Then when everyone went home, a few remaining workers pull out the cases of, of, of extra ballots from under the tables and count them. So, and the Republican Party ignored it. They, 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 it was like, where are you? You would think, you would think they would be fighting mad over that. But they, for the most part, either were silent or even went, yeah, we, uh, Mitch McConnell, congratulate our colleague um, Kamala Harris on her election, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think there's, there's, there's a couple of things there. I think that, uh, I think that number one, um, I think that the, that the Democrats, and historically they're just much better at this than uh, the Republicans. They were prepared for the, for the, for the lawfare they were prepared for the litigation um, way better th than the Republican side was. I mean, they had filed hundreds of lawsuits ahead of time to attempt to condition the battlefield. And they had, you know, an army of lawyers that was ready to to go uh, in a very organized fashion right after the election. I, I, I just think that didn't I just think that didn't exist on, on the Republican side, um, you know, which was uh, which was an issue. I think the other thing that, you know, um, can't be. Uh, overstated is that you know look president trump um you know he 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 uh he rocks a boat and he flips the tables over and that's one of the reasons i'm a big fan of his but um you know i think there are a lot of uh, establishment republicans in the country who uh weren't necessarily too sad to see him go um and that's You're right you know agree that's, with that's that that's unfortunate to, to think it's unfortunate to say but i think that's the sheer reality of it and i think you're seeing that in some of the actions of the uh you know, so-called leadership in the Republican establishment in D.C. I mean, you know, even former uh, leadership like Liz Cheney, I mean, it's kind of the quintessential example. Um, Sell out. But, uh, 
look, if we're if we're able to uh, get this country back, I mean, we we, we got to be unified and we got to you know take these next midterm elections and the next presidential election for sure. Well, yeah. with January six, you were talking about constitutional law. Is 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 constitutional law? Is it that ambiguous for the layman like me? Is it that ambiguous or is it just being entirely circumvented for the purpose of, of creating this kind of a problem with the American people and putting them in jail? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's unfortunately a lot to unpack at this point now with respect to all the things that have happened, you know, uh, on January 6th and in and in its uh, in its wake. I mean, for example, you know, there are let's say 40 or 50, I don't know what the exact number is right now, but, uh, you know, folks who are detained, uh, pretrial, um, presumed, uh, innocent, um, you know, the, the, the federal judges do have the authority under the bail reform act. If they determine that somebody is a flight risk or a threat to the community to, uh, detain them, uh, pretrial, but, you know, the, the conditions are, are honestly pretty concerning. I mean, there are some defendants that, uh, have some issues with respect to medical care that, you know, just have not been, have not been dealt with the right way. Um, you know, so there are some eighth amendment issues, uh, that are raised there. Um, I, I, I do think, I do think kind of going back to my point about the state legislatures, I, I do think that what happened is because they didn't deal with it the right way, you know, in uh, sort of mid December during that time frame when they could have refused to certify the electoral the electors uh, under the constitution that, that, that really led to a situation where, um, you know, folks, folks of various sorts felt like January 6th was, uh, you know, a a big important day to show up in DC and have their voices heard. Um, But, you know, uh, that, that obviously didn't work out too well for lots of folks. And now we have to deal with the, uh, the legal ramifications from that, including resolving these cases of these defendants. I know you're going to drop off here very quickly to get on your, 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 court, your court appearance. Uh, your organization is the National Con- Constitutional Law Union at nclu.com. And you can find about the, the cases that they're working on and you can support their good work at that, uh, on that website. And uh, you're going to be at the, uh, it's Thursday here where we're recording. You're going to be at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots this evening. And we're going to, we'll yes, post sir. that video online. Um, before you got to drop off, any closing words, John? No, look, I, uh, in addition to the fact that I'd love everybody to go to ncou.com and press that donate button because we do need help um, in, uh, in defending the, these cases. And, uh, you know, um, the, the other, the, you got to remember, we're up against the federal government, which has literally unlimited resources and can throw hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars total into their effort to prosecute these folks. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of living off the land uh, to make sure we can just, you know, um, have the resources we need to, to make sure these, these folks get a fair trial. So, so please everybody, you know, help if they can on that front, but then, you know, look, in closing, I would just repeat that we, we, we are in a, we're, we're in a time right now equivalent to the American revolution, the civil war, world war two. I mean, you know, with respect to the degree of, of crisis that we're in, um, you know, and, and again, to be very careful um, here, uh, you know, when I say everybody needs to stand up and fight, I'm being metaphorical. Um, you know, we need to we need to stand up and fight, uh, you know, in the public square. We need to fight at the ballot box and we need to take the country back. Um, but but now is the time um, because, uh, you know, these things can can get away, can get away pretty quickly. Um, and that's what happened uh, toward the end of the days of the Roman Republic. Uh, and we don't want to see that kind of thing happen here. So everybody needs to stand up and be counted right now. Thank you, John, for your good work, and thank you for being on the show. Um, I know you got to drop off here, and uh, we're going to take a pause here for a hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite, i.e. Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We just had a great discussion with uh, constitutional attorney John Pierce from the National Constitutional Law Union, NCLU.com. 
He had to drop off for for an online court appearance. Uh, my co-host this week is Eric Stalter from the Liberty Lab. Hello. So let's start. Let's start our last segment here with just that. What is Liberty Lab? What do you do? And what are what's your focus in terms of your work in the role of the most important political office, that of the private citizen? Oh boy. Well, our our objective with with the Liberty Lab is is community involvement. Of course, of course, first and foremost, we have we have seven core values: community focus, family core values, non divisive patriotism. Uh, support for uh, veterans and law enforcement, constitutional education, civic engagement, and raising community leaders. So, in other words, you're domestic terrorists. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. We are the, the the focus is is patriotism, of course. You know, we we started it out with no political flags because to be American these days is is to be a racist or a misogynist or or to be a you know to be a proud patriot american is to be those things and so we've got the community misunderstanding each other so the the goal is to get involved on a community level the first are we misunderstanding each other or are we understanding each other oh boy that's a that's a good question that's that could take it in a whole nother direction because you know we're we're misunderstanding each other's uh motivations maybe i don't think so you you go ahead i don't think i don't think we are i don't think we are misunderstanding each other you could be right about that i mean uh, motivations but but the we all want the same thing right i mean generally speaking people want to be comfortable they want to live in a in a safe environment it's it's everybody's sort of thought process or excuse but what what we're fighting, in in my opinion, is people that want to take it from others in order for them to have it for themselves, and and we have to contribute to their ease of life. We live in America. It's 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 design is to we get to fail if we want. We get to succeed if we want. It's a matter of choice. So we we focus on the community first and civic engagement as well because we believe it's it's getting started at a local level is what takes back this country we know we all believe that that conservative values are what create a successful community conservative values are what create a successful family you can't you can't take non-conservative values the way they're defined and insert them into a community Look at what's happening now. We've got non-conservative values injected into a community. It's destroying communities. You look at, you look at, at uh, Democrat-controlled cities, absolutely. Uh, homelessness, rampant crime. We didn't talk with, with, uh, with John Pierce about it. But in California, we have essentially legalized shoplifting. Absolutely. San Francisco bumped that up. I think it was 700 or $900 in California. Well, statewide. Statewide. At, at less than at $950 or less, $950 or less, it is offici- officially could be a misdemeanor. In practice, it is at best, assuming the police even come out, assuming the police even bother to come out and, and catch the person, it's a ticket. A fix-it ticket of sorts. It's not even a fix-it ticket. It's just a ticket. They ignore it. The, the criminals ignore it. And no, and no punishment is, is, is applied. And criminals, I mean, they're, they, they, they're not always the sharpest tools in the toolbox, but they understand incentives. I, any human beings will understand and they'll respond to the incentives that they're given. Now, there are some people who are have, an, have a moral standard – religious based or not right. they're not going to go in and steal even if um, you and I aren't going to go down to the to the to the uh, to the target or the Walmart after we're done here recording and start shoplifting knowing that we can well, get away with it now that I know it's I can get 950 bucks I yeah. just may yeah, yeah. get some new shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, so, so there's a lot of people that won't do it just for moral reasons. Right. But they're but but people, human beings respond to incentives and disincentives, and if they know that they can steal with with impunity, there's a large segment of people who are going to do so. Yes, uh, you know, the people that you know, the just same principle in a different context. The millions of people that are streaming across our southern border is they know that they can that. They step across the border and they're let in, and they're given welfare benefits. And the, and not only that, the uh, the uh, the border patrol is going to finish the job of the human smugglers and take them to their destinations around around. 
the country. So they're responding to that incentive where under Donald Trump, they knew that they got to the border, they were going to be turned back. And they're going to be forced to wait in Mexico while they wait to process their bogus asylum claims. Well, like like uh, Budapest. In fact, I was just watching Tucker Carlson. We've taken a, a little different turn, but he was talking about Budapest, a country of 10 million. Where at the border, they process them and turn them right back around and send them through the, the door in the border. You're back in Serbia. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Or wherever it was. I think it's Serbia. But, you know, you go back, you know. Uh, getting back to the, the, the community thing, that's where it all starts, right? If if people are coming into the community and it's impenetra- impenetrable, well, forget about that. You made a better point, subsidizing lawlessness. It, it's what we talked about earlier. They're subsidizing lawlessness. How do we battle that, Greg? Well, I, I, think, I, I think you're onto something is on a certain level, we're, we're limited on what we can do about the January 6th defendants and the unfair treatment that they're getting compared to the rioters, looters, and pillagers that acted on behalf of the Democrat Party right. in, t- in 2020. But we can be more active in our community, and you're trying to do that and get people to go to school boards and uh, even run for school board and be in the PTA, if, although that's a teacher, pretty much that's a teacher union-controlled organization mm-hmm. in many or most places these days. But to do what you can. I think it was uh, Theodore Roosevelt who said, do what you can with what you have from where you are. Yeah, and that's what the, that's what the people of the Liberty Lap are doing. You know, they, they, they meet. We have a lot of confusion out there. I think that's one of the biggest problems is there's a lot of confusion. We touched on ambiguity earlier of, of the law. There is so much of it out there that people are afraid. They're confused. They don't know where to go. Uh, we have a lot of groups and, and things, but there's no real group where a community, where a patriotic community member can go to and plug in and be a part of it and and show patriotism without fear of reprise or, or fear of reprimand. You know, there may be some some people that just, you know, don't like it, but that's OK. They're in a group. So it's much safer at that point. So if somebody dislikes it, you you're much less inclined to be angry about or it is that then to have the <clears throat> to have your fellow patriots or like I like to describe it freedom loving america loving americans what is it like no it, 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 what i like to describe the term instead of just patriots which oh. is shorter i often will use a longer description which i think is which i think is actually better and more and more descriptive freedom loving america loving americans totally totally and that's what we want and uh, that's that is indefinitely not what the government run schools are producing i mean a cartoon i saw recently is uh, the 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 parents are meeting with the, their child is there and you meet with either the teacher or the principal and the parents are saying well you know he thinks america is a great country and the teacher or principal says well i can assure you mrs johnson he didn't learn that here <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a, that is unfortunately true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, I know that you're part of a group that is, and we've kind of sponsored it through the Redlands Tea Party Patriots mm-hmm. to get this going. Is going to some of the local school boards and trying to don't don't do critical race theory, uh, don't mask the, ch- the don't force the children to wear masks, which is scientifically ridiculous. Not only do masks not work. Outside of a medical setting, children are at 0.0% risk from the disease. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of negative health consequences that flow from having to wear those masks. Your your blood oxygen level is lower. Your CO2 level is higher. Yeah, because you're breathing basically your own exhaust. Mm -hmm. Plus, you get these masks. Typically, uh, they should be replaced. I mean, not even every couple of hours. But they're, you know, people take their mask, they put it in their purse or on their, the dashboard of their car or whatever it is, and use it again, they use it again, and put it in your pocket, whatever, mm-hmm. and they build up bacteria. Yeah, there's a lot of negative health consequences that go with these, but they're making the kids wear them anyways. And <clears throat> I believe the reason is this. Tim Donnelly, who was a local congressional candidate, I don't know if you know him, mm-hmm. said once that to be free, you have to think free. Right. So a large part of coronavirus policy, especially with the children, 
is to te- is to train people and especially the children, the next generation, to think not free. Correct. And and what you're saying, unfortunately, is only recognized by what five percent of the population, literally. I mean, probably five percent of the population is is even aware of the ineffectiveness of a, of a mask in the first place and of the of the idea behind the control of the mask. All it takes is a little simple perusal through history. And we know I'm not the smartest man on the planet. And I can tell you, as I told the, the gentleman, I don't, I don't know if I can repeat his name, Hardy Brown, the second of the San Bernardino County School Board. He said that masks are are to help keep kids dead well just prior to keep kids alive and and just prior to that he was given a statistic of 0.002 in in the in the 2 through 19 age group that is a statistical zero i'm no genius but that's still it's statistical zero and and this man i i i had the opportunity to tell him it is for one thing and one thing alone control absolutely and uh that's what the that is what they are about there we are almost out of time okay sorry um, to ramble Liberty Lap, I know you do these. Tell us very quickly here, maybe about 30 seconds, what is Liberty Lap and what do you do with your laps? We are about civic engagement. We are about building community, respecting the family, and, and civic engagement. It is, is, as Mr. Pierce said, John Pierce, and yourself also on this show and many other times, civic engagement is key. Starting from a local level is key. Getting people involved. We don't have to speak at the city council meetings. We just have to go. We don't have to speak at the school board meetings. We just have to go. And disseminating information down to the community through other community members is imperative. It's very important that we do that. And in order to... to get it to them we have to get them involved uh, that is all the time we have this week thank you eric for being on the show thank and you. thank you for your good work in fulfilling the obligations of your most important political office tune in next week for another exciting edition of unite ie radio when you're in an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is all-star for 20 years car star all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity so when the inevitable happens to you all you need is car star all-star collision 951-279-9161 mention am 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or a hundred dollars off your repairs car star all-star collision the kings of wreck and roll 951-279-9161 hi this is ed hoffman with summit funding and host of the main event heard weekends right here on am 590 the answer by now i'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months so what does that mean to you well if you own a home it means we can possibly one reduce your payment two pull out cash and pay off other bills and then further reduce your payment or three we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1016. Arizona, NMLO license number 0926439. Branch, NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.